All right. Well, my name is Michael Alden, and I'm really excited to introduce to you Throwback Thursdays. Yeah, I know, very creative, very unique. No one's ever done that before. But what we're doing is, is we're actually reintroducing to you interviews from the past. Now, we cut out some of the things that were time-sensitive back then, but the best part about these interviews, and I went back in and I listened to them myself, and, I, and, and I'm inspired by them. The best part is is that the advice, uh, the, the techniques, the stories, the things that people talk about that really kind of help them throughout their life, whether it be business or whether it be their personal life, they are, in fact, timeless. It doesn't really matter when it happened. It doesn't really matter when you listen to it. It doesn't really matter where you are in the world or where you're at in life, the, the techniques and the things we've all gone through. And, and really, the advice is just top-notch. Again, some of the some of the most prolific people in the world have been on the Alden Report, and we're going to reintroduce them to you on Throwback Thursdays. Here's what the one thing I'd like for you to do for me. If you liked it, if you feel as though that it was helpful, if you feel as though that someone could benefit from it, I'd like for you to do two things. One, I'd like for you to rate it. Give us a great rating on whatever platform you're listening to the Alden Report on. And then two, I'd like for you to share it. Share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, share it on Snapchat, share it on uh, on any social media platform that you're on, Instagram, whatever it is. Share it on LinkedIn. A lot of business people uh, could really benefit from this. Again, Throwback Thursdays, every Thursday right here on the Alden Report. Thank you very much for being a listener and a subscriber, and have a terrific day. Today's episode is brought to you in part by America's number one selling CBD formula, on television, and that product is hemp seed. Folks, maybe you've heard about CBD. Maybe your neighbor's taking CBD. Maybe you've seen it at the drugstore, the health food store, or or even at the gas station, and you want to try CBD, but you're nervous. There's a lot of misinformation out there. You don't want to take anything that's going to have a negative impact on your mental state. Folks, I was just like you. That's why we actually developed our own all-natural, certified, USD-organic, proprietary CBD formula that's going to have a positive impact on your spirit, on your mind, and your body. Folks, visit HempZine.com. That's H-E-M-P-Z-E-N-E.com. Again, H-E-M-P-Z-E-N-E.com. Pick up the product. Enter the code ALDEN at checkout. We're going to give you 15% off of your total order. Folks, the product is 100% guaranteed to work. And we also give you a 100% money-back guarantee. So visit HempZine.com and enter in the code ALDEN at checkout to receive 15% off of your total order. All right. For me, success is continuing to fulfill my potential. So it's always something I'm looking toward, not something I've achieved. To me, success is doing something that you love to do that allows you to be of service to others. And it it gives you a sense of fulfillment in your heart. I think I, I chased success so much that I put happiness on hold for 20 years. And now I realize if I put happiness first, the success chases me. Success is being able to have the control of your day-to-day, of your life, of having a freedom, financial independence. If you're doing it on your own schedule, that's success. In essence, the fulfillment of knowing that you've done your best is my definition of success. This is the Alden Report. All right. Well, my name is Michael Alden. We are here in Blue Vase Studios, and I always say how excited I am. I am super, super excited 
for my next guest. My next guest, his name is Dave Asprey. He is the founder of Bulletproof Coffee. He's the author of two books, The Bulletproof Diet and Headstrong. He's an amazing individual. He has an amazing story. He's done a lot of different things in his life. But the interesting, one of the things that I think a lot of people are interested in is he's, he's hacked his own biology, lost over 100 pounds, kept it off, increased his IQ, and has really become more efficient. And, and he's really what I think a lot of people would think, especially in the health and wellness world, a bit of a contrarian. In other words, he thinks differently uh, than most people, and he's helping thousands, hundreds of thousands of people all over the world. So we're going to talk about the we're going to talk about the bulletproof coffee. We're going to talk about the bulletproof diet. We're also going to talk about business and how he's built this business and what he's continuing to do. He's also a master marketer. Dave, thanks so much for being my guest. Hey, Mike, it's my pleasure. So uh, for those uh, who don't know you, uh, you, you definitely have an interesting background, how you got to where you're at today as far as in the world of health and wellness. You didn't really start out that way. If you could just tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about your background and, and kind of how you got to where, you're here, where, you know, where you are today. Uh, sure. I started out, I was young and relatively fat. And surprisingly, I'm the first person to sell anything over the internet. Uh, before e-commerce had a name, I sold a t-shirt that said caffeine, my drug of choice, out of my dorm room over the internet before the web browser existed <laughs> and ended up having this time I was an entrepreneur magazine in my early 20s selling over this crazy new inner something. And uh, from there, I studied computer science and I went off to Silicon Valley and worked eventually for the company that held Google's very first servers. Uh, I ended up running the program at the University of California that taught working engineers how to build the internet systems the way we do it today. So I'm, I'm a hacker. Along the way, I hit 300 pounds, and I started to have pretty serious brain dysfunction. And I realized when they told me I was at high risk for stroke and heart attack before I was 30, uh, that maybe I needed to invest some of these hacking skills in myself. So I made measuring and monitoring what actually worked a big part of my life. I had also spent 18 months working out six days a week, an hour and a half a day, like any type A entrepreneur would do, saying, all right, I can do this. The problem is I was still fat when I was done with it. I was just strong and fat. So I, I got a little disillusioned and had some days where I was just feeling like crap a lot and just, I, I got to get on top of this. I ended up spending a million dollars on hacking my own biology since then. And for almost 20 years, I've run an anti-aging nonprofit research and education group called the Silicon Valley Health Institute. And about six, seven years ago, I started writing the Bulletproof blog. And I did that figuring that maybe I'd reach 10 people. I was a vice president at a large internet security company, head of global evangelism, you know, stock options, good executive salary, and two young kids. So I started a blog saying, if I was 16 or 20 or 25 and someone had told me what I know now, it would have saved me a million dollars and years of struggle. So I figured maybe 10 people read this, it'll change their life. It's all good. And now we reach more than 10 million people a month. And I ended up transitioning careers to being CEO of a venture-backed uh, coffee and human performance company. I uh, wouldn't have predicted that, but I, I just went where I was helping the most people and having the most fun. Yeah, it's it's an amazing story, and I love you know. Again, you started out, you know, I started reading you know both of your books, and you know, like you said, you started out as a hacker, and now you, you're figuring out a way to, to hack your own biology. And you know, the, I first discovered uh, Bulletproof Coffee um, about about almost two years ago, and I was in California. I think where all the cool things happen, right? I was in California. <laughs> and, and uh, I was with actually my good friend Ryan Blair. He wrote the book uh, Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, and uh, Rock Bottom Rockstar. And I'm hanging out with him and all his buddies, and, and they're drinking this stuff like I drink water. And I said, what's 
what's this bulletproof coffee? And they, you know, they started showing me and I just, and I was, it was really interesting to me. And you talk a lot about this uh, in your book is their level of energy. And, you know, you know, I'm from Boston and these guys are from LA and I'm like, maybe it's the air. I don't know what these guys are doing, <laughs> but, but they were drinking this bulletproof coffee and they said, Hey, do you want to try it? And I said, sure. And I tried it, you know, they, you know, they, they, they made it, I think, you know, in the purest sense of the, how they should, they, they, they took the ghee, they put it in, they put it in a blender and they served it to me. And it, it was, I found it amazing. And then they, they, here's the funny part. They said, Hey, do you want to go for a hike now? And I was like, well, uh, I feel great instantly, but I'm not sure how this is going to react with my, <laughs> my stomach. Right. You know, I don't want to be out in the middle of the trails and have the, have the coffee hit me. Um, but I felt absolutely amazing. And I came back and I started, you know, you know, researching your company a little bit and, and drinking your coffee. And, you know, I swear people in my office are like, what is this guy doing? You know, I mean, I was it seemed like, again, I just had this, uh, like I was on crack or something. But your coffee itself, the interesting thing, I think, I don't, I think you'd agree with this. It's not necessarily like um, stronger than other forms of coffee. It's the, it's, it's the cleanest form and super pure, right? Tell us a little bit about what you know what happens in the whole coffee industry because i was telling my producer steve who drinks a ton of coffee and he's got a french press and he's doing all these things he grinds his own beans and i was telling him about you know what you talk about in your book tell tell our viewers and listeners what's really happening uh sure uh, it's it's kind of shocking i gave up coffee for five years even though i love the stuff because i would drink it and two hours later i'd get like the anxiety jitter sometimes a headache and i just realized oh, maybe i'm allergic to coffee maybe there's something wrong and after that, I finally said, I'm going to have a cup of coffee. And I went and I got the best coffee I could find. And I drank it and I felt so good and I loved it. I said, yes, I'm cured. The next day I got another high-end cup of coffee and I felt the same feelings. And I just thought to myself, wait a minute, it's not me. It's what's in my cup. So I started going in on the research on agriculture and biochemistry on coffee. And I found some pretty disturbing things. One of them is that when they take the fruit off of the coffee bean, we actually are eating the seed of the coffee cherry, that they have uncontrolled fermentation and that contamination with the type of toxin that comes from mold during fermentation is a major problem in the coffee industry. In fact, it's so major that most countries have legal limits on the levels of this toxin that their population can be exposed to. This is a toxin that goes after your bladder, your kidneys, it lowers energy production in the body, and it's associated with cancer. So I looked at the research and found, wait, the U.S. has no standards at all. So coffee that's illegal to drink in China or in Japan gets shipped here and then we drink it. Uh, no, I didn't uh, have anything to do with those countries making that legislation that had to do with the 900 studies on this toxin. <laughs> so right. I, uh, I went to the coffee industry and I said, how can we make a cleaner coffee where the system of coffee is hacked? So that it's not about what, you know, what we'll hear about in the U.S. Oh, it's fresh roasted, you know, smell the roasting. It's all about the art of the roast. Yeah, it is. The problem is what you put in the roaster, if it's got those toxins, the heat doesn't destroy the toxin. It'll kill a mold spore, but it won't kill the poison that was already made. So now the Bulletproof coffee beans are lab tested for 27 toxins. And we've installed infrastructure in Guatemala and in Colombia in order to change how green coffee is made so that it meets these ultra pure standards that exceed any government standard out there. And the difference is I can drink coffee again. <laughs> so it was, right. uh, it was a market size of zero. I, I thought maybe like 20 other people will care, but if I'm going to spend $10,000 lab testing coffee and doing all this work, maybe I can share the cost with a few other people. So I put it up on the website 
And it turns out people really like how they feel without the jitter and the crankiness and the crash and even the sugar cravings that come from drinking coffee that's contaminated and illegal to sell in another country. Yeah, and it's crazy to me when you think about China and all their challenges, especially with you know their, their lack of you know quality control and so many different things. Th- they have standards, but here in the United States, uh, y- you know, we don't have standards. When, <laughs> right? Does that make it? it when, so when I was reading again, when I'm reading your book, it started to. I mean, it, you know, it blew my mind. I mean, I've been drinking your coffee now again for about a year and a half. I, I honestly didn't spend a lot of time researching. I just liked how it tasted and I liked how it felt. Tell, now, here's the thing, too, that I think that a lot of people have, and I've had trouble. I mean, I'm in the health and wellness world. You know, we sell dietary supplements. You talk a lot about the different supplements and what to take and what not to, uh, what not to take in your books. Um, but this part, I think a lot of people have a hard time understanding from, from a palatability standpoint, from a, from a health and wellness standpoint. You, the bulletproof, a big component of the bulletproof coffee experience involves putting butter in the coffee. Explain that. No, sure. There's two ingredients that go into Bulletproof Coffee aside from the clean coffee beans. One of them is butter, and the other one is another type of flavorless oil called brain octane oil that increases the energy in your brain. And people say, why would I put oil in my coffee? But if you take a step back, when you put cream in your coffee or milk, you're putting milk fat plus some other stuff that's in milk. And unfortunately, when you dig into the biochemistry, when you put milk protein into your coffee, the milk protein sticks to the antioxidants that are naturally present in coffee. They're called polyphenols. And when it sticks to those, your body can't use them. So if you read a study that says coffee is good for you, put milk in it and coffee isn't so good for you. But if you put just fat in there, it is good for you. So it's the same fat you had before. And when you brew the coffee, pour it in a blender when it's hot, add the butter, add the brain octane, and you blend it, it tastes like a creamy, delicious latte. It does not taste buttery. It does not taste greasy. It has a head of foam and it is an amazing experience, but more importantly, because you're getting all the good stuff that's in the coffee without having protein in there that sticks to the good stuff and keeps you from absorbing it, you actually feel different when you drink it. There's a profound difference in, in how you feel and your hunger levels, and the brain octane oil actually increases the level of a fat-burning molecule called a ketone. You've heard of the keto diet and all that. I was well, ask this you is about a, that. Short, it's a shortcut to get into a mild form of ketosis that helps you with, with uh, hunger suppression. Yeah. So when you again, so they, so I I've been following uh, the ketogenic diet, and it's again what I again, folks. If you're just joining us right now, we are on with Dave Asprey, the founder of Bullet, of the Bulletproof Diet and Bulletproof Coffee. He's also again he's written the book, New York Times bestseller, the the Bulletproof Diet, and also the book Headstrong. So if you want some more information uh, about Dave, you can just actually uh, go to bulletproof.com. They're on Instagram at Bulletproof as well, and Dave is also on Instagram at, at dave.asprey. Uh, also on Twitter at Bulletproof Exec, and he's also on Facebook at Bulletproof Exec. So if you want some more information about the Bulletproof Diet, which really, I think a lot of people think that it's just kind of happened, right? But it's been it's been some time since people started to to learn a little bit about it. But this whole this whole concept of increasing you know your fat intake in order to turn your body into uh, you know a fat burning machine is is for I think for almost everybody counterintuitive you do a great job in your book kind of kind of kind of explaining it um, but tell us a little bit about that and in, in the theory behind it and before you do I just want to just give you some credit because I'm reading your book and I know that you come from a really from a from a technology background but you do an amazing job of of distilling you know the science down to to someone you know like me that can actually understand it <laughs> well th- thanks Mike okay. and uh 
that didn't come naturally to me. Uh, teaching for five years at the University of California made a difference in that. But I've been head of global evangelism for companies in the tech business, like really complex tech, like security and cloud computing, uh, where it's my job to do that for things that are not quite as complex as the human body. Uh, so I, I feel like I spent you know, 15 years preparing myself to be able to talk about mitochondrial biology in a way that's absorbable. And partly, I don't understand it until I get it down to that level. So the act for me of writing the book locks it into my brain in a, in a different way so I can use it uh, whenever I'm on stage or just whenever I'm figuring out what to put on my plate. And the idea of, of eating fat makes a lot of sense because if you think about it, one thing that everyone wants is more energy, right? Well, what do you use to measure energy? Use calories to measure energy. So the idea that we're going to eat a, a bowl of raw kale, which has 50 calories, and somehow we're going to feel energetic from that, it doesn't make any sense. Right. So fat is like a high-octane fuel. It's, it actually has more energy in it. If you can teach your body to metabolize fat the way I describe in Headstrong and in the Bulletproof Diet, it's like having a car that runs on crappy gasoline and then suddenly having a car that is optimized to run on racing gas. Like, okay, I can go faster. Like, I start faster and everything works better. That's what happened to me. The reason I could lose all that weight is that now my body can burn fat as easily as it can burn sugar. Most of us, most people listening right now, they eat many times a day and they always have carbs present. So the body's like, yeah, I'll eat sugar, no problem. Problem is, that is a problem. You want metabolic flexibility. And that's one of the reasons that the Bulletproof Diet teaches you. Don't eat the foods that make you weak. And there's foods that make everyone weak. And there's some foods that make just you weak based on your own individual you know, profile. And you can figure out what those are. And then you go from there into eating foods that have more energy and teaching the body to be in fat burning mode some of the time and carb burning mode some of the time. And when you have that level of flexibility, suddenly if you find that you are going to skip a meal, you don't feel like you're going to die and that your body can always have energy. And it's, it's, it's really liberating to just realize that a third of the racing thoughts in your head come from what's going to be on my plate next. And when those racing thoughts go away because your body just has enough energy, because you eat enough fat, because you feel satisfied all the time, it changes things. But the trick here, and this is something I want everyone listening to really understand, not all fat works. If you're doing uh, pork rinds, uh, corn oil, soybean oil, margarine, it doesn't work. It has to be undamaged fat and the right types of fat. And I would offer, just as a gift, if you don't want to get headstrong or the Bulletproof Diet, you can get sort of the outline for the Bulletproof Diet on a one-page infographic. It's called the Bulletproof Diet Roadmap. If you go to bulletproof.com, search for Roadmap. You can download it, print it out, uh, no cost. And this just tells you on one page, hey, these are the fats that are really good for you. These are the fats that are kind of okay. And these are the fats you shouldn't touch. And if you eat more of the right kinds of fats, you cut out the sugar and the corn syrup and the processed foods, you're well on your way. Add a little brain octane in your bulletproof coffee and all of a sudden your body's in that fat burning mode already and then suddenly your cravings go down when you're burning fat. Again, as I'm listening to you, it, it just, it, it, even for someone like me that's read your book, I've read the science and it's working uh, you know, for me uh, as well. It's just, uh, do you have do you, do you have groups that just violently disagree with you and they say things like you know you know boy this is going to increase their co you know, cholesterol level triglycerides heart disease all these things I mean you know conventional science what we call conventional science probably violently violently disagrees with you right well it turns out if you look on the back of 
uh, the back of the bulletproof diet, uh, you'll find, of course, there are lots of people who are saying, oh, fat makes you fat, there's cholesterol in food. But, but if you look in the back of the book, there's quotes from the director of functional medicine from the Cleveland Clinic, like top tier medical doctors, uh, brain doctors who are endorsing the Bulletproof Diet. And even on Bulletproof Radio, my podcast, there's huge numbers of physicians who listen to it. So what's happening here is there's a, a, a cabal of probably 20 1970s era, very vocal physicians who are still walking around telling you to eat wheat bran, twigs, zero fat and whole grains. And all of them look like their skin's about to fall off because that's what happens when you don't get adequate fat. And none of them are particularly happy people, unfortunately, because that's also what happens when you're chronically deprived of the fats that make your cell membranes in the body. So you see, in fact, the diet that killed Steve Jobs was one of those extreme diets. The problem is that if you go online and you look at the people who are thriving, who are talking about this, if you look at your friends who just lost 20 or 40 pounds and are happy and don't gain it back, they're all eating more fat. So it doesn't matter how often you know, someone takes a 40-year-old research, which is what the American Heart Association just did, when they said, oh, coconut oil is bad for you. They ignored all research after 1974 in order to make their point. Right. But the new research is in. Like, this stuff works, and you can see it work in a week. And when you look at blood levels, which is something I do, anyone who goes on the Bulletproof Diet, um, like, anyone might be a big thing. There might be some weird genetic things, but the vast, vast, vast majority of people to go on this and cut their carbs, we'll see their triglycerides drop. It's very predictable. Triglycerides come from eating too much sugar. The Bulletproof Diet is don't eat sugar and particularly don't eat fructose. So triglycerides drop. Cholesterol may go up, may go down, but the kind of cholesterol that usually goes up is the good kind called HDL. And more importantly, the stuff that really causes every kind of disease, not just heart disease, which is inflammation. The, the diet is designed to help your inflammation go down. So if you drop your inflammation, it doesn't really matter where your cholesterol is. Yeah, you know. So what I, what I like about you too is, is when you you know you talk about the fact that you're 300 pounds, um, you lost 100 pounds, and, and and I'm not sure if you coined the phrase biohacking, but you've biohacked your own genetics, your own DNA, which I think a lot of people think that they they can't do. You said in the beginning of the show you spent over a million dollars, you know, trying all these things, and like you said, even in the book, some of these things might to, to others, uh, even maybe to you, might have seemed a little crazy. Some of the things you did, but you you, you really kind of you kind of figured it out. Um, um, but the, the science part of it, though, it, to me is interesting, and I, and I love how you kind of call out some of these scientists, where, like almost what you just did, is when a lot of these research studies are produced, because, again, we're both kind of in the same world of, of health and wellness and selling supplements and things like this, they, um, it, they produce studies that, that they know are going to be swayed one way or the other, and they don't use specific sources and things like that. Like right, when you talked about the benefits of coffee uh, in, in your book, and, and there's, you know, there's studies that go one way or the other, usually the ones that go the, the way that, you know, you know that you know that they shouldn't. It's because they're 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 using coffee with toxins in them, right? You follow what I'm saying? Uh, it's totally true. If you take coffee that contains these mold toxins, especially something called OTA, which is okra toxin A, and this is the one that's regulated by all these countries, and you put that in your body, it causes stress on the kidneys and bladder, and then it makes you have to pee. People say coffee is a diuretic. It turns out. Coffee with mold that attacks your kidneys is certainly a diuretic, <laughs> but caffeine itself is an extremely weak diuretic. And the, the difference is, is pretty profound. Just when you get into the biology of this, when you realize that this toxin is shown in multiple studies to 
lower your body's ability to make energy in the power plants of the cells called mitochondria, you realize that, all right, every day, you, you actually do tens of thousands of things that affect your performance. And the whole point of the Bulletproof Lifestyle is, look, do less of the stuff that makes you weak, do that first. And then if you have time and energy, do more of the stuff that makes you strong. The typical lifestyle thing is like, let's do more of what makes us strong. But it's easier to set down the heavy thing you're carrying around without knowing it than it is to learn to carry even more weight. Uh, so it's just a, a very practical hacker sort of perspective. Like maybe we could save energy first and then add energy. Yeah, it's uh, again, it's it's somewhat counterintuitive. Again, if you're listening right now, if you haven't picked up Dave's book, uh, his first book, New York Times bestseller, The Bulletproof Diet. It's available everywhere. You go to Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes and Noble. Again, it's called The Bulletproof Diet. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna show it right here. And also his latest book, uh, Headstrong. Again, if you'd like some more information about Dave and his in his company, you can go to bulletproof.com. Today's episode is brought to you in part by America's number one selling CBD formula on television, and that product is hemp seed. Folks, maybe you've heard about CBD. Maybe your neighbor's taking CBD. Maybe you've seen it at the drugstore, the health food store, or, or even at the gas station, and you want to try CBD, but you're nervous. There's a lot of misinformation out there. You don't want to take anything that's going to have a negative impact on your mental state. Folks, I was just like you. That's why we actually developed our own all-natural, certified, USD-organic, proprietary CBD formula that's going to have a positive impact on your spirit, on your mind, and your body. Folks, visit HempZene.com. That's H-E-M-P-Z-E-N-E.com. Again, H-E-M-P-Z-E-N-E.com. Pick up the product. Enter the code ALDEN at checkout. We're going to give you 15% off of your total order. Folks, the product is 100% guaranteed to work. And we also give you a 100% money-back guarantee. So visit HempZine.com and enter in the code ALDEN at checkout to receive 15% off of your total order. So I want to talk to you now. Just if, if you, I'm going to probably jump around a little bit, but but, you know, when you see a company like yours, like Bulletproof, I think a lot of people, um, even myself, I hadn't heard of it, and then I now it's everywhere. Um, tell us a little bit about you know the beginnings of that, and you know because because you're obviously a pioneer in in the sense that that you know you, you kind of had to change the coffee industry. Tell us a little bit about the struggle of that and getting growers in in these big conglomerates to kind of get on board with what you're trying to do. Uh, there's still great debate in the coffee industry and one of my favorite blog posts in the early days was uh, From someone I think it was on coffee geek and it was some from some coffee industry professional And he's like, I don't believe that this is possible because Dave isn't a coffee guy. He's a computer guy What does he know about coffee? And I'm like, dude, do you know how disruption happens because my entire career in Silicon Valley has been around disrupting big industries that do things the wrong way and then the American coffee perspective is that, oh, we solved this problem in the mid-90s by changing to a process called washed coffee. And my blog post, I'm like, yeah, washing coffee is better than just letting it spoil on a tarp, which is what you guys did beforehand. But I also have the former president of the Specialty Coffee Association of America. This is like one of the, the coffee uh, you know, mafia godfather guys on camera with me at our plantation in Guatemala and he's like, yeah, I was in the room with a Japanese trade minister when he rejected a thousand containers of coffee that was too moldy for the Japanese market. And, and I'm like, and what did they do with the coffee? He said, oh yeah, we sent it to the U.S. <laughs> I'm like, that's okay, crazy. It's on video. Like, so people in the coffee industry can say it doesn't matter, 
But when I show them the research, uh, and there's a big blog post about that as well, I'm like, guys, we actually still have a problem. And the problem is that this level of, of toxin won't kill you right away, but it does make you weak. And instead of buckling down and setting the U.S. standard to be the same as Europe and most of Asia and most of South America, they're just saying, oh, it's a solved problem. It's a solved problem. The problem is that investing marketing dollars in telling people a problem is solved that no other country agrees is solved, it doesn't serve people who drink coffee well. And at the end of the day, in the coffee business, I want us in the United States, all coffee, to meet at least the same standards as every other country. Uh, to do anything otherwise affects national health care costs, and it affects how we feel and how we treat each other every day. I, mean, I look forward to the day when I feel safe walking into any coffee shop and drinking coffee. Right now, when I drink most coffee, I get the symptoms of anxiety and jitter and the stuff that made me quit drinking coffee before. I don't like that. Right, yeah, and, and I don't think anybody does. And you talk, again, about that. I mean, we've all experienced that if you like the, you know, that, that initial kind of high, so to speak, and then, and then you crash, and then you're going back for more, and then you, know, you talk in your book about how, and you just mentioned earlier about how it's, you know, your insulin starts to spike, and, and your body just gets all out of whack because, because of the toxins uh, that, are, that are in the coffee. Um, so uh, are, you, are you now trying to, to, to push for legislation? Are you, are you, you know, trying to work with the FDA or the EPA uh, as well to even, you know, work on the USDA maybe uh, as far as the standards and the parts per – first of all, I think parts per billion of anything is ridiculous. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I, don't, I don't feel as though that there should be, a, um, an, uh, you, know, uh, you know, parts per billion of, uh, you know, some sort of neurotoxin in my water, but there is, right? That, that doesn't make sense to, to, to me. But um, are you working on trying to get it so that it is fairly regulated? I am working on that. And part of this is just making people aware of it. And it seems only fair that we ought to have standards as good as the rest of the world. And the argument that, well, that level of toxin is safe and just don't worry about it. Well, there's a reason I have 900 studies about this toxin on my website. And the truth is it's not safe. In fact, I would like to offer a gift for listeners. I did a documentary on toxic mold, not in coffee. In fact, we barely mentioned coffee. It's about water damage in buildings after floods or water leaks. Toxic mold causes billions of dollars in health care costs and it completely turns on all sorts of weird diseases that people just feel helpless about. It's one of the reasons I weighed 300 pounds. I was living in a bedroom that had toxic mold behind the drywall. So the movie is called Moldy and it's at moldymovie.com and after the floods I put it up for free for people to watch. So if you want to spend an hour learning how important mold in the world is for your biology, I've got 12 of the world's top doctors including guys you've heard of and 12 people like you and me who lived in moldy houses and were completely incapacitated and then came back. And the idea here is, look, are you going to die if you drink a cup of moldy coffee that gives you joint pain? No, you're absolutely not going to die. Is your life going to be amazing that day? Probably not. I want all of our lives to be amazing because when we feel good, we're nicer to each other. So this parts per billion, you're never going to get down to parts per trillion or eliminate all toxins from everything, and it's not a reasonable goal. But the reason the levels are set at five parts per billion, it's because that's where it matters. In fact, I would argue that's still too high. 
Yeah, you know, again, I just when I think about you know when people when, you know when you look at you know the USDA or even the EPA's website and when they think about the certain acceptable levels of toxins, some of them you know haven't been used since like World War II are still in our water supply. And I say to myself, you know, in this in the country that we live in with the with the great minds that we have and the technology that we have, you know, how is it still possible, you know, that that DDT or something like that can still be you know have an acceptable level in our water? And I just you know, just kind of, kind of, kind of blows my mind. You know, um, so the I want to just jump back again to the kind of the, the 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 eating aspect of the bulletproof diet. You in your book, um, again, it's somewhat counterintuitive. I think to most people, you're not a proponent of fruit. Now you would say to yourself, now I say to myself, I'm, I'm I'm reading this and and I'm like, wow, you know, like I you know I love to have watermelon and an apple, and you I think you say uh, an apple a day keeps the doctor paid or something like that, you know, um, and, and, and uh, you know, and grapes and all these other things that make you, you know, it's just like, these are all good things for me. But you, you and your book lay it out and you say it's not. T- tell us a little bit about that, because some people might think you're crazy. Not me, but some people. Uh, a lot of people might think I'm crazy. Uh, and then they try it for a week. And then they say, I haven't felt like this in a very long time. I want more. Here's what's going on. We've been taught to say fruit and veg as if it's a single word. But fruit and vegetables have very different components and they do different things in the body. And I actually let my kids eat fruit. They eat a piece of fruit once a day. And fruit has a few vitamins and some polyphenols and things in it that are good for you. But fruit is full of fructose. Fructose raises triglycerides. It raises uric acid that's associated with gout, which is a huge problem. And it just breaks my heart when I see these fat people like I used to be and like I used to do, saying, I'm gonna be so healthy, let me put you know, a cup of peaches, a banana, and you know a bunch of other berries and, and maybe some honey in my smoothie and I'll make it low fat, maybe a little scoop of some sort of weird plant protein powder that's full of irritants and I'll just grind that up and I'll drink it and congratulate myself on being a good person and at 10 a.m. my willpower's gone, I'm starving and then I eat the bran muffin that I told myself I wasn't gonna eat or more likely a bagel or a croissant and then I keep gaining weight exactly like I lived my life. Here's the deal, fruit is dessert. That's just what it is. Should, am I telling you never eat dessert? No. Is fruit better than cake? Yes. Is fruit better than broccoli? They're not even in the same ballpark. You know, again, I, I think uh, my my girlfriend would. She she's not a big quote reader, right? But I was I was going through your book, and I'm like, wow, he actually has desserts in his book, and they look really good. I mean, in fact, you even talk about chocolate. Tell us a little bit about chocolate. I mean, I think that you know people are starting to you know recognize it, but you talk about chocolate, and certain chocolates are actually pretty good for you. It turns out, and this is a big part of Headstrong, uh, my last book, there are plant compounds that we like to call antioxidants, and they're in a class of things called polyphenols. And they do a lot more than, than antioxidant things. They allow the power plants in your cells, these mitochondria, to make energy more effectively and more efficiently. Most Americans get about one gram of these a day if they eat a diet that's higher in vegetables. And the number one source of polyphenols in the diet is coffee. And the things that are most rich in polyphenols are coffee, tea, chocolate, and herbs and spices. So if you were to eat some chocolate every day, there are lots of studies on the benefits of chocolate across almost everything you can think of. If you're eating chocolate with milk in it, like milk chocolate, the milk and the chocolate will stick to the antioxidants and you won't get the benefits. So if you're eating high quality dark chocolate that's not full of sugar and other chemicals, 
you're actually increasing the number of antioxidants you eat. And I like to eat a square or two of high-quality dark chocolate, and I manufacture a zero-sugar version of it that's spiked with that brain-octane oil uh, that we manufacture. But you can get other high-quality chocolates. And when you do that, you're actually getting dessert, and you're doing yourself a favor. Yeah, actually, my uh, my girlfriend, Shauna, just commented on Facebook. She says uh, she loves chocolate, and thank you, Dave, for, for uh, saying that chocolate, especially dark chocolate, is good for you. <laughs> uh, again, you just mentioned, I mean, Dave, actually, you have a bunch of different products. It, you know, it, I think it might have started out with the Bulletproof Coffee, but you have a lot of, you have a lot of great products, and, and I love the, you know, the quality control uh, aspect of it, and, and you know, again, you... You're, I mean, I, I've interviewed a lot. Of, I've interviewed doctors and, and scientists and, and, and others that, that are in this world of health and nutrition, but you do an amazing job uh, in your book, Bulletproof Diet, uh, of explaining, you know, kind of how all this stuff works. And, it's, and it's, it's very, very interesting to me. And I think, again, for those, you know, who have been struggling, you know, with weight, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty big guy. I've always been a big dude. And I'm just like, you know, same thing. I'm like trying to, you know, manage my weight. I'm 42 now. And, this, and, and what Dave talks about in his book, again, The Bulletproof Diet, it's available everywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. You just go to also bulletproof.com. Um, it, it's, it's really, really interesting. And it's working, like you said, for not thousands, probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people uh, all, all over the world. And it's kind of, you know, really uh, flipping the, 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 the script, so to speak, uh, on the world of health and nutrition, because what he's talking about is, isn't what we were taught, right? I mean, we weren't taught this when we were younger. It's like, okay, so eat, uh, you know, you talk about the, the scientists in there that, that held back his own research about, you know, eat a low fat diet, uh, you know, and, you know, eat lean, you know, lean meats and, and, a, and a balanced, you know, a balanced diet, and you'll be fine. But that doesn't work for people. And this way of living, uh, you know, that you talk about in, in, in your in the bulletproof diet, it's not that difficult to do. Because when I was when I was thinking when I'm reading it, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of different things we have to worry about. But not really. If you just pay a little bit of attention to the things that you shouldn't eat, this should fairly work for almost anybody. I mean, I know we don't want to say everybody, but it should work for almost everybody. I uh, I like to think it works for almost everyone, and there are a few people with genetic abnormalities or people who don't have gallbladders who need to make modifications for it. And some people require more saturated fat in their diet than others, but all people require the right kinds of fat in their diet. And I teach people, here's how to tell what's working for you. And the worst thing that you can ever do is just keep doing something that doesn't work because someone said it worked. That's why I weighed 300 pounds. An hour and a half a day in the gym, six days a week for 18 months, and the whole time, I'm like, if only I could work out harder and I could eat less. Uh, if, if so, it's about me. I'm just failing. I'm weak. And at a certain point, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm sitting at Carl's Jr. I'm eating the salad with no dressing. And I'm looking at my friends eat French fries and Western bacon cheeseburgers. And I realize I exercise more than any of them. And I eat less than any of them. And they're all like half my size. I'm like, wait, it's not me. It's the technique. So even if you're doing Bulletproof and you need to modify it, yeah, have, have less butter. Have more butter. Maybe you need more carbs than the average person. Just do it at the right time of day and don't eat high fructose corn syrup as your carbs. <laughs> that algorithm is like do less of what makes you weak. If you're going to, quote, cheat, don't go out and have that, that cheat day thing where you have you know, pizza and beer and everything that causes cravings for days and inflammation. Have a day where you eat a lot of carbs. And, yeah, you, you are not going to be on a, on a high-fat, low-carb diet that day, but you didn't go out and just load up on crap. And it's that idea that you're always on a diet you just get to choose what neighborhood you're going to be in, but it's always a roadmap, and that's why that that uh, 
downloadable thing, the Bulletproof Diet Roadmap, it's a roadmap. You can't, you're always somewhere. You're never off a diet. It's just a question of what is this food I'm putting in my body right now going to do for me? And it's okay if you're going to enjoy something that isn't optimal and perfect, great. Enjoy the heck out of it. But choose the thing that's most enjoyable that causes the least harm. That works for everyone. Yeah, and, and you know, as I'm as I'm listening to you speak, and I, I wrote down a few few things, and, and one of the one of the top things I wrote is this biohacking, you know, idea, this concept, and you know, that's what you did with yourself. But you know, we're all different, right? And and so, you know, I think you even talk about, you know, if you're a woman and you're over forty and you're overweight, then maybe you should have more of the butter. Or if you're this, then you know, maybe you know, maybe you should try try something a little bit differently. Um, it's it. I think, you know, for me, again, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm getting older, starting to really start to notice the big part, a big overarching kind of theme of your book is pay attention to how you feel, right? To, when you're eating something, see how you feel and, and see if that's working for you. That is the most important thing you can do. We've been, uh, we've been taught to, to just think we're weak. Like if it's not working for me, it's because I didn't try hard enough. It's because I'm not good enough. It's because I, I lacked willpower. What I've learned, especially in the, the process of writing and doing the science behind Headstrong, willpower is a biological resource. And whether you're using willpower to build a company, uh, to just be patient with your kids when they interrupt you for the 5,000th time, uh, or whatever else it is, it, it can be depleted and you can enhance it with things. So if you do something and you don't feel good afterwards, one of two things is going on. One is you challenge yourself and it made you tired so you're getting stronger, or you just challenge yourself in a way that doesn't make you get stronger. In which case, if you don't feel good most of the time, try something different, even if what you're doing is supposed to work. It's not working. That's the fact. And it's not that you're weak. It's that you did it and you didn't get the results you wanted. And what we're supposed to do is change what we do as, as scientists and just as human beings. But we're, we got stuck in this idea of like following a guru where, like, oh, no, I, I know this is going to work. I'll just do it again even harder. Like at a certain point. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, I I, I want I, re, I really want to reiterate what you said, and especially in the book when I read that. And so many people, especially when the multi-billion-dollar diet industry, when they when something doesn't work for them, they they give up, they revert back to their old ways, and it's usually worse. And whatever they lost, they probably add another twenty percent uh, of what they lost before, and it just continues to, 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 to this, this vicious cycle. But you know, when you talk about the three sections of the brain uh, in your book, and you talk about you know essentially the human part of the brain the willpower aspect of it like you just said it's you know you're not a bad person because it didn't it didn't work for you you're just you're just not going about it the right way right in fact i spent so much time with that i'm a bad person uh, that voice in my head and I, i've hacked that out using uh, neurofeedback and just learning uh, you know, to be kind and grateful even with myself and it, it turns out that makes you a better entrepreneur when you do that. But the idea of, of that voice that says you're not good enough, uh, you're weak, it's because you didn't try hard enough, uh, it's because you failed, those are mostly lies. The only thing that happened is you did something and you didn't get the result you wanted. And that's data. And that means, funny enough, just try something else, but without the judgment. And when you take that mindset, it's so much easier. It's a lot less work and you'll find it makes you a happier, more successful human at everything you do. 
Yeah, again, it just, I want to just really stress what, what Dave is saying. Look, if you're doing something, okay, if, you, if you're following the Bulletproof diet, and maybe you follow it to a T and it's not working the way you want it to, well, modify it a little bit, okay? We are all, and we should all be our own scientists and start to think a little bit about, you know, really how you feel. And, and rather than just living our lives and saying, man, this isn't working, I feel like crap. And, you, just, you know, Dave, his book, it's really, really inspiring. Again, he was 300 pounds. He's lost over 100 pounds. He, you know, he developed abs. He increased his IQ, you know, and, and, you know, and he's also, you know, a pretty wealthy guy. So he was able to kind of play with a lot of stuff. But you don't need to be. It's really not that difficult. And, and you know, you, Dave, you talked about it. I was actually vegan uh, for a little while. It didn't work for me. I had, uh, me too. Had, I know. That's why <laughs> I said I, I had massive inflammation. And people said, well, that doesn't make any sense. You're vegan. And, and after reading your book, I'm like, well, it does make sense because maybe some of the things, the nuts I was eating because they had, you know, I think you call them mitotoxins. And the, and the beans I was eating were, were causing, you know, this crazy inflammation. Um, so, again, if it's not working for you, whatever it is, it doesn't mean you have to give up, right? It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean, you know, that, you're, that you lack the willpower. Become your own scientist, right, and start to figure, kind of figure it out. And that's the only way, you know, we're, we're going to get better. I just had a question come in actually on Facebook, um, exercise. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you recommend uh, for exercise because I think a lot of people want to know because, I mean, you talk about you don't have to exercise that much. And it's, again, it's lose a pound a day, don't exercise. Government officials are going crazy saying this is total craziness. Tell us a little bit about exercise. Well, here's the deal. Um, exercise makes you tired and your heart has only so many heartbeats uh, in your life. So if you can just not exercise, you'll live longer, right? I don't know. I, I think that Sorry. to me, sound, <laughs> to me I, I'm, uh, hold on a second. Let, let's, <laughs> what? What did he <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Hold on a second. So I've been going to the gym since I was, uh, you know, 13 (laughs) years old, trying to live longer. And uh, the cardio, I was just I was just on the bike for an hour today reading your book. And wasn't I doing myself good? You're just draining your life away. No, I'm totally kidding. (laughs) And uh, I'm sure someone will take that soundbite out of context and say I'm insane. But here's the deal. That was a joke. Uh, There's two kinds of exercise that are are shown in multiple studies, kind of two two clusters of studies um, around. Pardon me for one second. <coughs> that are shown to make you cough. Right? Yeah, so, uh, we, we, we've lost. We, he just these, dropped dead on. <laughs> no, there we go. Yeah, sorry about that. Exercising uh, too much. Uh, so what these these two kinds of exercise, and this is really in Headstrong, is where I write like the science behind it, and the recommendations are in the Bulletproof Diet as well. One of them is that if you go for a walk for 20 minutes or more per day, that not a run, not to the gym, just a walk, and you do this most days of the week, that is going to recharge and regenerate the mitochondria, these power plants in your cells that are responsible for every thought you have, every move you make, like everything. Just a 20-minute walk. And then once or maybe twice a week, you do something really hard for a very brief period of time. And the two sort of clusters of exercise there, one of them is you sprint for 90 seconds, like a tiger's chasing you. Then you lay down on your back and pant uh, like you're going to die for about a minute or two. Then you get up and you do it again. Do that three or four times once a week. It's totally unpleasant. It'll take less than 15 minutes. And that sends a signal to your mitochondria that says, uh, if you couldn't hack that, you need to die and be replaced by a younger, stronger mitochondria. Or you can lift really heavy things once a week. And again, for less than 15 minutes. So if you do some squats, do some push-ups, do some pull-ups, and very basic exercises like that, a bench press kind of thing, 
that's enough. You just need to do it he- heavy and until failure. That sends a different signal to get stronger. If you do those two things, you can walk around with good cardiovascular conditioning and with good muscle mass and you spent a grand total of like a half hour, 45 minutes in the entire week, maybe even less, and you went for a walk every day for 20 minutes and you could be on the phone when you do that if you want to. The side benefit of going for a walk is that if you take off your sunglasses and wear short sleeves, you'll actually get some sunshine, which has its own effect on increasing your energy levels. So again, I I, I agree with you uh, and everything you're saying, but people in the health and fitness world uh, must, again, violently disagree with some of the things you're saying, right? You ha- I mean, you have to be pace- uh, facing crazy opposition, re- like saying, really, this is all you need to do? What is- so you're saying if someone's, you know, uh, someone who needs to lose weight, they follow the bullet- bulletproof diet, only have to exercise just really a little bit, and, th- and it's going to work for them? It doesn't make sense, Dave. And there are some people... Uh, who say, well, that this you know, this can't possibly work. But I've had uh, world champion powerlifters on Bulletproof Radio, endurance athletes, Olympic medalists. And here's the deal. I am not a world champion powerlifter. And if that's who you want to be, you are going to have a different exercise program. And um, the guy I'm talking about there, Mark Bell, real well-known guy, I mean, he could bench press me and probably you know crush me into a ball of paper. Uh, and, and that's cool, right? He's going to work out a lot more than I do. Right. right? But... What I'm talking about is, look, I'm the CEO of a venture-backed company with almost $30 million raised. I'm a dad and a husband. I'm a New York Times bestselling author, and I have a Webby award-winning podcast. Those are four different full-time jobs. So I'm not going to be a, tri- a, a triathlete. I'm not going to be uh, one of those, those professional athletes. And if you are going to be one of those, you need a lot more sleep, and you need a lot less stress from the other parts of your life. But the vast majority of the people listening to the show, they are not professional athletes. So yes, you might want to exercise a lot more. In fact, there's tons of CrossFitters who are my friends, people who use Bulletproof Coffee to get extra energy. And my message there is, look, do what you love. And if you love exercising every day, do it, but be aware, it's going to change your fuel requirements and it's going to change your sleep requirements. The more you exercise, the more you need to recover. And by focusing on recovering like a professional athlete, everyone benefits. And focusing on the minimum effective exercise to get the power plants in your cells working, to age less quickly, that's where you start. And if you like doing other stuff, you wanna play soccer, play soccer. You like going on long bike rides, go on long bike rides. I'm not saying it's bad for you. I'm just saying for a lot of us, we have a commute, we have families, we're busy. This is what works with very high return on very little effort and time. Yeah, you know, uh, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. I know, I know we don't have a lot of time left, uh, but in, in a second, I do want to ask you about your kind of your two-week plan that's in the Bulletproof Diet. Again, folks, if you if you just started listening now or, or you've been listening for a little while and, and you want some more information about Dave Asprey, you can just go to Bulletproof.com. Uh, they not only have coffee, but they have a whole host of supplements that can help you from, from really from every aspect of, of your life you can imagine. His book, uh, you know, I, I read these books and I get jealous. Of, you know, I've written a few books myself, and I tell you, this book is so well-written. Um, he really does a great job of distilling the science and being able to understand it. And he, you know, he puts puts together puts together truly a roadmap um, for for what you really need in order to to live a healthier life. I want to talk to him in a second about his about his two week plan. So again, if you want some more information, you can find Dave on Instagram at Dave Asprey as well, or also on uh, Twitter Bulletproof Exec, and also same thing on Facebook. Dave, I know we don't have a lot of time left. I wanted us. I would love to just 
keep you on for like the next two hours and then talk to you about the business side of it because I'm really fascinated about, you know, how you've grown the business. You've raised $30 million. You're doing these things. You, you, like you said, you're doing, you get the number one pot, number one health related podcast. Um, but there's only so much time, right? So, and especially the people listening, I think they're probably more interested in the, in the weight loss stuff. So, um, this, you have a two-week plan uh, in uh, the Bulletproof Diet. I, I, I got to be honest, I didn't get a chance to really, to really get too deep into, into Headstrong. Um, y- you say that in two weeks you can essentially kind of biohack yourself and, and really kind of start to change. Tell us a little bit about that without giving you know, kind of everything away. And, and can people really do it in two weeks? You know, you're not going to lose 100 pounds in two weeks. Can you lose up to a pound a day? Yeah. In fact, anytime you cut carbs, most people are carrying seven pounds of water weight. (laughs) And when you you switch to fat burning mode, uh, you can do it. A lot of people have heard now of the keto diet or the ketogenic diet. And I was one of the the early proponents of this, at least in the current incarnation of it. It turns out it was invented about the year I was born uh, by Robert Atkins. But what's different is that usually you feel like crap when you try to do this. And the hack here is Bulletproof Coffee. So people use this to just feel good while they're switching to a diet that has far less sugar because they're increasing levels of another kind of fuel in their blood. So the idea is you don't want to suffer, you don't want to apply willpower, and you eat in such a way that you're actually satisfied. And when the time comes where you would have had a voice in your head that says, you know, eat the cookie, you just don't get the voice in your head. So you don't want the cookie. And that's when you know you're doing it right. So the amount of willpower it takes isn't that big, and the difference is you got to shop differently because you're eating a lot more vegetables. You're probably eating less protein but higher quality protein than you were before, and uh, your life shifts very, very quickly when you do this. It's not that hard. It, it's really not, and you know, uh, when you, you know, I've pretty much read almost all, all the bulletproof. When you think about, you know, what you need to do, and you know, the quality is there. You can pretty much get it everywhere. In fact, I was at a uh, we were at Trader Joe's yesterday, and uh, they must have them uh, your, your way, right? And, and I was looking for, you know, looking for some beef. And, you know, you talk about, you know, the benefits of grass-fed beef and, and why, you know, it's, why it's there. So I'm trying to find it, and it was just ground-up beef. And, and, and you know, I, I picked that instead of just whatever beef was there because it doesn't really say much, the, the stuff that a lot of people are buying. And, and the price, there really wasn't much of a price difference. But when you pick a better quality food – it makes a huge difference on how you feel, it, it, right? I mean, it really does. Yeah. It, that's what it's all about. And it turns out spending a little bit more on meat but eating a little bit less of it is a really good trade-off. So grass-fed meat is really important for the environment, but more, more, it's for your brain. You feel better when you eat food that has less inflammatory stuff in it. And we've got some new stuff, too. Last week, globally at Whole Foods, we launched the Bulletproof Coffee Ready-to-Drink Cold Brew. So you can literally pick it up. It's already brewed. It's already got the butter and the brain octane. And you can have it in your desk. It doesn't require refrigeration. Uh, Stuff like that about making it easier. But I travel about 125 plus days per year. And I always travel with a little bit of brain octane oil or some of the bulletproof collagen bars and things like that because I never experience food cravings ever. And it's completely changed me as a former 300-pound entrepreneur uh, to be able to just decide to eat or not eat without having to deal with those like intense cravings to eat. It's, it's, 
you know, again, I, I know <laughs> you probably got to go soon. I'm gonna try to keep you as long as I can. But for me, again, as someone who who's been, you know, following you, drinking the coffee, I haven't really, I wasn't really following your diet, so to speak. I am kind of following a keto diet with with the bulletproof, and it really has, you know, helped get me through the stuff. But it's really interesting what you're saying is is that. You know, I've been prior to this again. I was I was vegan prior to this, and I went from vegan to keto, which is complete polar opposite, right? Um, and uh, the bulletproof has really kind of helped you know get me through kind of the tough times. But when you what I've really noticed, and and you know, it's like I'm trying to biohack myself, I guess is yeah. I mean, the 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 cravings aren't aren't there. And the other interesting thing I will say, I'll be honest with the viewers and listeners, is I was in the North End uh, two fri- for the past two Fridays with my daughter. We go to this place called Mike's Pastries in Boston. For those of you that are listening <laughs> from Boston, and, and they have these uh, cannolis there, right? And so my you know Mike. So, but here's the crazy thing I and I notice, and this is the part where I think paying attention to your body is is so important. And you talk about you know sugar in here and how it's just so damaging to your body and. Um, so I, I eat these cannolis. Uh, it was on a Friday. I mean, it took. It, I mean, I, this was last Friday. I swear, up until maybe yesterday, I was still kind of feeling inflammation. You know, water retention. You know, the whole thing. And when you change your lifestyle to the to the bulletproof type lifestyle. Um, you really just feel amazing. And I've done a million things. We sell supplements. This is what we do. Uh, and, and I've tried every diet. I, you know, I did Body for Life. I've done, you know, I did Atkins. I'm doing all these different, try all these different things. Um, but this is something that after someone who, again, who's done a bunch of different things, it's really not that hard to do. And, and you know, you have the book, you know, that goes along with it. You know, for those, my producer was saying, he says, you know, I'm going to have to listen to it because he doesn't, he doesn't like reading the books as well. I'm sure the audio book. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, there's it, audible version. <laughs> right, I'm sure the audio book is awesome as well. Um, so, all right, I know we got to let you go, but be, before we do let you go, do, do you have any, like, last thoughts for viewers and listeners, you know, on a, on a kind of a, you know, a broad spectrum of, of you know, you know, what they should – what they should do in order to to live a, a happier, healthier life. Uh, let me offer one biohack that, in a new unpublished study, actually enhances energy production in the body and probably makes you live longer as a result. It doesn't cost anything, and it'll take you about three minutes a day. Uh, and there are actually a few things like that that are free in in Headstrong, but this is one of them, and it's one of my favorites. It works especially well for entrepreneurs too. Uh, when you go to bed at night. I do this with my kids. You can do it with or without kids. But before you close your eyes, you find three things you're grateful for. And it doesn't matter how small they are. You know, I'm grateful that dinner didn't suck as hard as it did last night. At least it's a gratitude. You could probably do better than that. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> what, whatever you can find that day, even if it feels like the worst day ever, hey, I'm grateful I still have both my legs. There you did it. So that kind of a mindset shift changes the way your heart beats. It changes your cellular response. And if you go to bed with some gratitude in you, it totally changes the way you wake up. It changes the way you treat your company, the way you treat your employees, the way you treat your friends and your family. Uh, and it it's one of those conscious activities. It takes less time than exercise, and it's probably at least as beneficial. It's three things you're grateful for, write them down, say them out loud, share them with someone you care about, or just think about them and just feel the gratitude. That will change your business, not just everything else. Yeah, you know, and it is so true. You know, when I was, you know, kind of getting into this world, uh, you know, I read some books and I didn't really buy into this stuff. And, and I had an opportunity to actually to, to spend some time with, you know, Zig Ziglar, a motivational speaker. And, and he ta- I remember him talking about, 
that he actually conducted a study, you know, the, 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 the organization themselves, where they, where they literally uh, took people's blood before and after uh, his, you know, motivational speak, uh, speeches. And it's really interesting to see what happens within your, within your chemistry as far as, you know, the things like oxytocin that are released, you know, within, within your body to make you feel better and all these, other, all these other chemicals. And it's also interesting what happens. And you talk about, you know, one of the other things you say for sleep is, you know, don't watch anything that's violent you know, before, before you go to bed because it's difficult, uh, difficult to sleep. This stuff works, people, that, that you're listening. And it, and, it, and it is so simple. And that's why I love your book and I love what you're saying because it's simple stuff. I mean, you've taken really complicated things. You're talking about mitochondria and things that people might not have even heard of. And you're taking all this really complex stuff and you've really kind of, again, I keep saying distilled, distilled it down because maybe I'm thinking about the, you know, you, you do say you can try and drink vodka in your book, but <laughs> you know, you've distilled down all this, all this really complicated stuff and made it really, really simple for people to understand. And, and you know, I want to thank you. Uh, you, you know, for that. So again, folks, if you, if if you're listening right now or you're watching and you want some more information about Dave Asprey, you can just go to bulletproof.com. His book, uh, The Bulletproof Diet, New York Times bestselling book, also Headstrong as well, another another New York Times bestselling book. Um, you know, he's a great guy. He was actually uh, referred uh, by a friend of mine uh, who uh, who was also a, a, another great guy. And and in again, what he's talking about in in and how he has found the you know uh, an ability to, to to take these very very complex ideas and put them in a in a very simple form uh is just awesome if you want some more information about bulletproof coffee i love it and uh, you know and i have no ties to it i i mean i i learned about bulletproof coffee almost a year and a half ago and i've been you know been drinking it ever since um you can just go to bulletproof.com uh, i'm gonna have to try that that cold brew that's available they got a bunch of different products out there uh, as well. And this guy really uh, knows what he's doing. Dave, I wish I could spend more time with you to talk to you about the business so I can learn, you know, maybe from you and some of the things you did. Maybe we'll have to do that uh, at another time. Um, I'm up for it. So I want to thank you uh, so much for, for being my guest and spending the time. Again, you heard what he said. He's traveling all over the world. He's a super, super busy guy. So I, I hope that, you know, for those of you listening and watching, watching that this was helpful for you. Um, it's not just about weight loss. It's truly about your life. It's about how Happiness. It's about balance. Um, Dave also does have a podcast. It's the number one health-related podcast. It's called what's it called? Bulletproof. What? Bulletproof Radio. Bulletproof Radio. You can find that uh, on iTunes and, and everywhere else. Um, so you know, check that out as well. So again, my name is Michael Alden. This has been another edition of the Alden Report, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>
alden.com. Pick up the product. Enter the code ALDEN at checkout. We're going to give you 15% off of your total order. Folks, the product is 100% guaranteed to work. And we also give you a 100% money-back guarantee. So visit hempzine.com and enter in the code ALDEN at checkout to receive 15% off of your total order.